Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. To get my first submission win in the jiu-jitsu capital of the world just tops everything off this week, man. Thank you for everything. Lucky Lauren Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I are uh, together again, as we should be. I I always feel so good when we're together. And we're going to be talking to uh, Frank Camacho. We have Lauren Murphy and Alex Alex, uh, Ponovich, our, our buddy, will be on today. I am so looking forward to today's show. Jimmy, there's 25 seconds left, 24. Yes. You told me it happened at the end. The Kyra, well, yeah, of course. Why would, why would it happen I in the middle and they keep fighting? I sp- <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't happen yet, and there's 10 seconds left, Jimmy. Yeah. Are you sure 100%. that it's going to happen? Oh, yeah. I'm, I think you're fucking with me. Nope. He is stalking him. Yarzino is stalking. Up. Oh! Uh-oh, there it is. For the, the guy, yeah. For the people at home. I just watched Yarzino Rosenstrike uh, finish Sakai, the fight that we missed over the um, – I, I missed over the weekend. I like that right now. And, man, Yarzino stalking him, stalking him from the opening bell, Jimmy. Very – he's very dangerous at the end of a round, as I'm sure Alistair Overeem will tell you. Uh, you know, yeah. like in the last couple of seconds, I don't know if I've seen a guy do that as close to the end of the round twice uh, as Jorginho Rosenstrike. So I was happy to see him get the win, though. Uh, I think he had dropped two straight, right? He was undefeated. They had dropped two straight. Um, oh, you know what? I apologize. He won, lost one. Lo- he didn't uh, win, lose two in a row. He was undefeated. Then he lost to Francis. Then he beat JDS. And then he lost a decision to Cyril Gaon. So listen, the most important thing is that he's back. Yeah. Back like he never left. You know, and um, can I tell you something really quick? Sure. I'm happy for Yarzino. I thought that was a, yeah. a, 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 pretty much a flawless performance, you know. Um, I want to talk really quick about Walt Harris. Yeah. Walt Harris, this is the thing that I'm, uh, this is the thing. 
you can't just say, oh, just work on the, you could just point to the ground game. But, oh my, this is what kills me, is that this is two fights in a row where he's looked almost his, each fight, he looked his best yeah. until it actually went to, to the, to the, to shit. Like, in other words, yeah. he looked his best until one wrong move and also we lose the fight. But he looks so, I mean, standing up, he is just a total, yeah. total beast. He looked great. He hurt him too. He hurt him at one point. Harris had him hurt. Yeah, just like he hurt Overeem. So yeah. it's not how it begins and how it ends. So, it, but it does show you that he's not being outclassed. And a matter of fact, it almost looks the opposite. It almost looks like he's outclassing the guys he's losing to. So we have to work. He has to work on these, you know, weak areas, if you want to say, either whether it's getting back up to his feet or even just becoming more dangerous on the floor, being harder to get down. We got to address it because, man, is he exciting and and he's still he's still so dangerous. Well, didn't he didn't he stop Tebworth the first takedown, if I remember correctly? Um, I think he stopped it or he actually did well yes. with it. And then it was in the second round, I think, that he uh well, it's when he went to, I think, kick him. I got yes, he, he did exactly. It. He got he got kick and he got taken right. down. And and a guy as effective on the ground as Martin Tibor, he probably shouldn't have thrown that kick. That was a little reckless. I would say I would have I would have went with more uppercuts. He should have uh, taken the Derek Jimmy, Lewis. Jimmy, uh, it's funny. It is important to say though that uh, at, we're saying all this about Walt Harris, but Martin Martin Tibor, crazy, uh, yeah. Tibor, uh, you can't say enough about Tibor's toughness. Talk about weathering the storm. I mean, and that shows you the experience both with Tybora and Overeem, where both uh, each uh, if in both of those circumstances, if you had a fighter with a little less experience, they are not weathering that. That's a mighty wave to be standing after after if they get hit by. So, um, hey, man, let's get the first interview going. Yes. Let's bring in uh, Frank Camacho, our first uh, our first guest. Frank Camacho. Camacho, I could rhyme a lot of things with, you know? Uh-huh. You could. <laughs> you want me to work with it? Want me to get a little jingle? I would like that, yeah. You know? Sure. Would you? Yes. But the way I want you to do it, though, is not, you, you, after, like surprise me. Like after the show. Don't do it on the show. But after the show, come up with one and then send me a text confirming and I'll give you a call. I don't think a lot rhymes with the Camacho, though. I'm trying to Macho. Think. Unless, I was, unless I was, what is it? Macho? Nacho. No, no, but that's that's too that's too you know. Yeah. Unless I was talking about like Mister Roboto, and then I could somehow work that in there. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, could you just leave? Jimmy, yeah. do you feel is this what it feels like when you fucking fucking crash and burn on stage? Mister Roboto, they don't because there's a song. There's a song, Mister Roboto. Sticks. I love sticks. I know it's so old. I know. But you know how it goes. But that doesn't you know rhyme with Camacho. Yes, it does. If you sing it, no, it doesn't. Roboto and Frank. <laughs> Hiya, Frank. How are you, Frank Camacho? Hey. And also Frank. Oh. Well, that doesn't rhyme. But what's up, Frank? I can't wait to get to know you. You're such. A, I love love the way you fight. Now, do you ever hear the song, Mister Roboto? It's an old song. By Sticks. Yes, yeah, yes. How does it go, Jimmy? So, Mister Roboto. Tell me, Arigato, Mister Roboto. Camacho does not rhyme with that. Yeah, well, he, what is it? Matt was trying Jimmy, to think of words it. that rhymed with your name, and oh. I said that Roboto does not rhyme with your name. How about Macho Camacho? We got that one and Nacho, the only two I could think of, and Matt couldn't think nacho. of one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a word. How does the how does the song Roboto go, Mister Roboto? Roboto and first... Camacho is different. 
No, but you could sing it like, yeah. like, like man, maybe with your accent, Matt. Maybe with your accent. I don't know about the island, you know. I wish I knew the beginning of that song, the, the Mr. Roboto song. Do you know what you I mean? do, but I, I refuse to sing could it in front of our guests. Could you just say it? Just say the words nope. and, I'll, and I'll go. No, nope, I will not. I, just at say the, the I, words, nope, I will text them to you after. Me. You're embarrassing Show me. You're embarrassing me. Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Hello, how are you doing? How are you? How you doing? Nice to meet you. Who's that, Frank? Uh, this is a uh, uh, Coach Cookie. Coach Cookie. Coach Cookie from Saipan. Yeah, I just picked him up from LAX. So, oh, okay. uh, nice. Yeah, it's speaking of names to rhyme with, hey, Cookie, dude, you could come up with so much different cookie, things. Cookie, you could get you a, a few. Yeah, but Matt likes to sing, and he just he just decided that your name, it seems like it would be a, gr- a really easy name because it's such a great name. Camacho is such a great name, but there's not as many words as Matt would have uh, – Hope, well, uh, we're going to work with this. Yeah. I, I don't want to waste Frank's first 100%. on UFC Unfiltered yeah. effing around with his name. Yeah, Because there's too much to talk about, you know? Yes. Um, so you're, hey, and not to mention, something. this guy fighting tonight written all over it because he's fighting Matt Fravol yeah. or something. Oh, oh right. gosh. <laughs> Everyone's saying that. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you, Frank, this, you know, you've obviously, you, I don't, do you watch film on your, on your opponents or do you let, do you like, you like do that? Coach? Cook. No, no, no. I, yeah, I, like I'll watch, I'll watch, but man, dude, freaking what, speaking of names, Matt Frivola freaking lives up to steamroller. Yes. So, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, when, you know, when we first got offered this fight last year in June, I was like, I know what you're doing, Sean Shelby. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> I think he's trying to line your pockets with that fight of the night money, man. Oh, man. St- styles make fights, you know? So yes, no, 100%, you know? And, uh, and, and especially, you know, I've, I've been, I've been watching, I've been watching. I remember I've been watching Matt for a while because I just remember he was just matched up against giants in the division. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> Which is Pena and then um uh dude kid from California. Tarantula. Uh, I know who you're talking uh, Tarantula about. guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh how how do I not know his name? Like we have the same birthday. I know. But anyway, <laughs> um yeah, but anyway, just just uh find I'm finally glad, man, that we that we get to run it back. And uh uh you know, you know, you know, you know the thing too is is that like let's say Let's say I I don't show up to fight on on June twelfth, or Favola doesn't show up to fight on June twelfth. One of us is gonna freaking bring it out of us anyway. You know what I mean? So no matter what, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna be a good yeah, one. You're either gonna show up with it or have it dragged out of you in the cage. One hundred percent. Now you did. Uh, where were, where were you raised, Frank? Oh, I grew up in the on the island of Saipan, which is it's a it's a small island right by Guam. But I currently live on Guam right now, so it's a. It's a chain of 14, 15 islands called the Mariana Islands in the Pacific. Because it's interesting, you did a, uh, you can, you did a 24 hour, uh, it, it was for the Guam Homeless uh, Coalition and yeah, you raised money. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I, for me, I, I'm such shit cardio. Uh, what is a 24 hour uh, run walkathon? Do you, do you get to break it all or do you literally just walk for that long? Yeah. So, so the goal for, for that 24 hour run and walk for the homeless was, to grind for 24 hours uh yeah you know it was run and walk like it was promoted that way but honestly i should have just said trek because i there's no way i can run for 24 hours you know it's not you know what i what i what i realized that it wasn't so much of a cardio thing it was more of a physical beating on my feet and on my legs yeah holy shit like my feet like halfway through the thing halfway through the island i had to 
untie my whole shoe because my, my foot was swollen. It felt like I was stepping on glass. Like the bottom of my feet were all fucked, like jacked up, you know? So I was just thinking like, yo, man, like I have a car, like I'm doing this by choice. There's freaking people out here that don't have a choice and have to do that. You know what I mean? To make it to work or to whatever, you know what I mean? So it's just, uh, it was, it was, it was a really good experience, man. But, but, uh, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to do that in between fights and not get too jacked up. Did it make you rethink your sneakers, whatever you were wearing? Like, do you realize like, Oh shit. Like I, these sneakers are not as comfortable as I thought. Cause after three hours, my feet are finished. <laughs> yeah. So I actually did a lot of research because Earlier last year, I, I got uh, like plantar fasciitis. Have you guys ever heard, I've heard of that? Of it, but I don't think I've ever had it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like so, something with your feet, you know, like the fashion in your feet and it just like you can't walk. Anyway, I had to do a lot of research with and, and, and uh, see like a foot doctor to fit the right shoes, you know. So I was like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for this walk. Holy mac, was I not. Shit, man. I feel you, dude. I can't even walk 24 miles. I can't even walk 24 minutes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, you know, what was crazy was that, uh, uh, the, the total from one Island to the other Island was a total of like 42 miles, but I, you know, I walked 24 hours. So I, I was able to do 50 miles that day. Wow, man. Shit. Yeah. That is crazy. And two ice baths in between. Yeah. Oh man. That's crazy, bro. Hey, growing yeah. up in Guam, what, what'd you start with? How old were you when you first started training and what discipline? Just so, in the islands, right? Growing up in Saipan, there's not much really to do. You know, I grew up on an island that's 14 by 7, 14 miles long by 7 miles. Wow. You know? and, and, and it's not like a little town here, stateside, where you could just drive down to, like, you can go drive to L.A. or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we're surrounded by ocean. And it's crazy. nothing to do, man. And, and, and I was so fortunate to, to have a friend that was doing NHB at the time. Oh, you know, know it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Remember, you remember when it was called? Wow. NHB? Yeah, I do, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. Card. It was called. Yeah. It was like, hey, man, we're doing this NHB thing. And I'm like, whoa, what the heck is that? I, I was going into high school. I was going to I was going to meet new girls. I was heavy kid. I never played any sports. I played golf my whole life. And I was like, you know, what? I want to lose weight, but I don't want to run. You know, crazy thing, right? Fast forward now, right. running is a part of fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I wanted to get in shape. So I found this gym called Trench Tech. It was in this warehouse and uh, Cookie Alvarez. All these guys were running it. They, they were getting ready for fights, you know? They were cookie for a while then. Yeah. So it's so cool to have Cookie out for this fight because since day one. That's great. Since day one. Lord yeah. Lord. And Frank, when you're on a 14 by 7 island is it like when you get to the end of the island can you actually see the next island is it close enough where you you could take a boat from one island to the other or did you guys have a small airport or how did you get to and from if you had to go to the, the next island uh you could take a boat but man the, the oceans are rough you know what i mean um the the mariana islands are our number one source of revenue is tourism we're three out so we're basically we're america we're america's furthest outpost right by asia how far of a flight? I, I I know Hawaii, I think, is west of L.A. by six hours, right? Yes. Yeah. So so another seven hours, you'll get to Guam. Oh. So, so, so you take Japan and then you take Australia. We're smack in the middle where you see a bunch of ocean. <laughs> we're a little dot in between there right by the equator. So we're like three hours from Japan. So we're basically like 
So, so the slogan, the slogan that we use in Guam is "Where America's Day Begins." Oh, it's funny, and that's and that's kind of how it's like marketed to to Asia, to Japan. We had Japan tour, J- Japanese tourists, Koreans, Taiwan, you know. So, uh, and two big military bases. So, if you ever go to Guam, if, uh, it's basically like a small, like a Hawaii twenty years ago. What? Oh, they have a lot of nice uh, tourism and stuff. Like, I'm not tourism. I'm, yeah, there. Um, like. Um, resorts and whatnot obviously yeah 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 resorts so so it's 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 tourism based uh and it's 85 all year tropical weather you know what i mean so it's like you get maybe 350 epic sunsets a year <laughs> wild jimmy guam hey can i ask you something since you said that sure you ever get like I'm not jealous but you guys from guam do you ever go listen fucking hawaii gets all the glory Guam's beautiful. Look at our sunsets. Uh, right? We'll keep it that we'll keep it that way because we like kind of being on our own. You know, we don't need all that attention. You don't need that attention. Uh, well, I like I don't like our beaches crowded. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just That's say that. wild, man. You don't need a bunch of guys from yeah. New Jersey showing up. Hey, Guam's fucking nice. <laughs> Looking at the cigarettes <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. Hey, whoa. <laughs> how's the crime and everything? How's everything with that? Like, is that small, small island community, you know? So like when, when there is like a death, you know, or, or like a big car accident and someone passes, everyone knows about it, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Small. That's yeah. Small. So it's, it's been real, real small, small town style island, with, but with a little island vibe uh, to it. So what did you want to do when you were a kid? Like, did you, uh, you said you, you know, you were a little, uh, I guess uh, you weren't a skinny kid. Like what, what was, where did you think you would wind up as opposed to where you wound up? Dude, the, the, the goal was the, to be Saipan and the Marianas, the next PGA hopeful. Was that now the PGA? Yeah. So like I, uh, I will actually check this out. I haven't, I don't, I don't play often, but you know, every time I come stateside, I found a deal on a offer up and I just got myself some clubs. Look at that. I wouldn't yeah. know what the hell to do with that. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't know which tool to use for the job. I wouldn't look at that and say, okay, I measure the wind. I go, I don't know the five iron. The fuck. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I would just look at that thing and look at, you know, I use that thing on a whole data. That's all I would do. <laughs> Dude, so golf was my thing. It was like uh, at the age of five, I just started playing and it was just something, it was like a bug that bit me and I just was playing with my dad. My dad hated playing golf. My dad was a baseball player, you know, but. You know, obviously, right? You have kids. You you know, whatever. You, I'm starting to understand that now. But it's yeah. I've been I've been doing that was a thing till I got to high school, fourteen, fifteen, and then I met Cookie Alvarez, and I I was training and I was loving the martial arts aspect of it. You know, so I never had no real uh uh real single art. Like it was like an MMA gym because our instructor was from japan his name was tetsuji kato and he was a shuto guy ah it's all old school stuff here yeah so like valley Tudo, japan you know what i mean so ensign inui so that's that's our lineage of marsh mixed martial and then we're three hours from japan so a lot of pride fighters would vacation in saipan oh shit yeah so we were just all the little island boys and beach boys just kind of like learning and like watching you know the internet was first coming out i was downloading uh youtube videos of ernesto Hoost. vanderley was killing the scene in pride that's crazy do you ever look at it and look at like man i'm just this kid from guam and here i am with fighting with the best fighters on the planet. You ever look at that and just look around? Because you seem very down to earth. 
Um, yeah, so, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I do, you know, and, and, and it, it really kicks in when I'm back home, you know what I mean? And I, well, I live, I live, I live on Guam, but it's, uh, it's so surreal, you know, and, and I'm just so, gr- I'm so grateful, man, that I get to, to chase the dream. And, you know, like I was just talking to Cookie earlier, I was just like, wow, you know, so nice to have the crowd back because this is what I've always dreamed of, you know, nice. from fighting in like a warehouse of 400 people on an island, yes. you know, to, to walking out and just really feeling the love and, and, you know, you know, honestly though, it's like people appreciating the the heart and the grit that I put into every fight, you know? Yeah. I don't have the, I don't have the nicest record, you know what I mean? But I, I, I just, I just love it and I just enjoy it. And I really appreciate the, the, the whole spectrum of mixed martial arts, you know, not just the self improvement and the betterment of myself as a martial artist, but just the entertainment and just the, travel dude i'm i'm talking to you guys on freaking zoom this is freaking awesome dude <laughs> well frank you're fighting on uh, let's get the proper plug out so we know uh exactly when you're fighting you uh you're fighting matt favola on uh, june the 12th at 263 which is a huge 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 card um huge card and we would love to have you on again man you're really fun to talk to and, and an interesting guy and obviously matt you're never in a boring fight so uh Love to have you back on uh, after the fight. And uh, good luck against Matt Frivola on June the 12th. Man, thank you guys so much. And I'm looking forward to it. Super looking forward to it. Safe travels. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, man. Hey, later, guys. Tell Cookie also. Nice to meet you guys. Life can be a battle. Whoever you are, we're all fighting for something. O2 Industries is here to protect fighters like you. That's why they created TR2, the ultimate military-grade respirator. It battles airborne particles so you can fight for honor, not for air. Developed with Tier 1 operators, this respirator is eyewear compatible and fits a wide range of facial profiles. It's even approved by elite fighters like George St. Pierre. TR2 launches on October 20th, available for fighters like you. Check out its bold design and pre-order yours at protectthefighter.com. O2 Industries, proud to fight alongside the UFC. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, man? You always look so hip. Look at you. I feel I'm cool because I got one little bead thing. Look at yours. Show me your wrist. Look you at always that. Out, yeah. You always outdo me, Alex. You got my, I, you're, first of all, you're six foot ten, and you got cooler things on your wrists. Look at you. Yeah, but you're you're fucking the champ, man. You're Matt oh, yeah, the fucking me champ. Some. Shit, yo. I, I miss you, man. UFC Unfiltered is the best fucking show. Fuck Rogan. Fuck all them shit. No, no. 
fucking around. Yeah, Matt He's says that around. all the time off air. Matt always says that <laughs> off air. Fuck Rogan. We're bigger. I'm like, Matt. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I love Rogan, but fucking I love you guys. You guys make me laugh and give me so much information. And I'm having coffee with you now. How fucking great is that? Where are you right now? I'm in Vancouver. Ah. I spent, uh, I was in uh, New York for like, uh, in December for, for three weeks working. And then uh, in Atlanta, our show went to Atlanta. So seven months I was working in the U.S., but I can't talk about it, but I'm pretty sure, like, I'm fucking stoked about it, but I can't say anything about it. And then came back here and finishing up uh, Snowpiercer season three. Now you you are you uh you're not you're not Canadian are you you had to get like go through the uh oh you are Canadian so you, you can get back in just had to you just had to do the quarantine yeah but the quarantine is like three days in a hotel that you have to pay for which sucks and then oh it was it was terrible because I got my test back negative to th- like in eight hours but you still had to pay pay the hotel fee for three days even though you didn't have to stay for three days yeah it kind of sucked that's shit but the court it's it was totally shitty i don't know what's going on but at the end of the day you know it's uh yeah it sucked yeah i mean (laughs) they should refund you that money wait wait, wait, in vancouver you were raised or no yeah yeah no i was raised in winnipeg right right in the right in the middle of canada there by north north dakota so i was raised in winnipeg came out came out here and then la and uh vancouver for the last 20 years oh okay did you catch any of the fights lately? I know you're a fan of the fights. Dude, I totally saw the fights. And last night, the fiasco last night. Yeah, I watched that too. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. what'd you think of that? What'd you think of that? I'll, I'll be honest. Showtime does a better job of production than Triller did. Like, it felt more like a real fight. I didn't need Migos walking and rapping. I mean, I don't need that shit. I, it's what I hate about boxing is that I, I don't like, like, in UFC, or any, any MMA, I'm sure they do it in other promotions too. Guys come out to a song, they get in the fucking cage, and that's it. I don't like all this bomb, bomb, bomb. I, like, yeah. I, I don't like the, the costume or any of that stuff. I think UFC has just wrecked all that for me. I can't enjoy any of that nonsense around boxing I don't like. I, it, what's interesting about that, before UFC really started blowing up, I remember Prince Nassim Hamed coming out in, in, the, in the carpet. And every, like he was coming out in the flying carpet and you were literally going, this is ridiculous. And I can't stop watching it, yeah. but it's ridiculous. But then when UFC came in and it came in, like it was like Mike Tyson coming in with black socks and a towel. You just come out and you do your job. But so having the, the UFC really kind of show you that the rawness is what matters. The, the spectacle doesn't even matter anymore. Well, there's nothing like, like, look, and, and we'll talk about this also. This upcoming yeah. weekend, I can't. There's nothing like a UFC, especially a card that coming up oh. this weekend with the return of Nate Diaz versus Leon oh. Edwards. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like that for me. That's what. That's my. I just look forward to that like a little kid on Christmas. Oh, totally. Uh, but I love. But I like combat sports. So, so there was nothing on last night. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, I'm by the pool all day with the kids, hanging out. I go, you know what? I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Even though I was scarred by, by if it was the Trilla thing, I wasn't yeah. gonna get it. Wasn't gonna was, get it. It was almost. It's almost like what well, that thing was fucking beyond. Just the production was the they're taking the camera off the fight. They got guys doing selfies. I go, what the fuck? What am I watching? It's yeah, crazy. So it's just so. It was the, the only thing that saved that thing was that Pete Davidson kid because he was funny as fuck. He was taking the piss out of it, but it felt it really. It felt like a Saturday Night Live skit. That's what it felt like the whole thing with Delahoya going on there, just like 
bing, right out. Like, yeah. This thing with 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 uh with with Mayweather's thing, it it was way it was more the production was way better, much better, way better. And listen, I'm not opposed to some freak show. It's not the UFC. It's not the thing. It's something totally different that you can't compare. But it listen, Japan, the place of honor and respect. They've been doing free shows forever. That's no true. one's shitting on them. That's Go to, true. Those old pride fights when a guy's up to something. Oh my god. And they're yeah. fucking, he's running through his legs like that Gilligan episode. It's fucking bullshit. So now we start, I mean, I was, I, this is why I wanted to get it. When I saw some of the, uh, I'll tell you, the Logan Paul kid's a way more likable kid than his brother. Holy yeah, shit. Definitely. He's actually a likable, he's a very likable kid. He's like yeah. respectful. And he's an athletic kid. I'm like, I want to see how Floyd deals with a guy that outweighs him by almost 40 pounds or some shit. This is why you have weight divisions, but there was something like, like a friend of mine goes, so what do you think is going to happen? I'm like, honestly, I don't know. Like, I think they're going to go for the knockout, but then again, it's a 30 pound difference. And one punch to, can totally take somebody, especially 44, not really been getting hit the way he used to get hit, but it was like, you could see those punches weren't really affecting Logan Paul. No, it's not at all. lighter. And he also, by the way, that once that oh, he carried him, they say, oh, oh, Floyd carried him. I think at one point he might have. But I also think when he felt how heavy Logan Paul is on top of him, you realize, OK, this is still a grown man who's 23, 26 years old and can still fucking put you on the canvas if he hits you right. I think Jake's a better boxer, though. Like when you look at Logan, Logan's arms are way down, which, again, against a guy like Floyd who doesn't hit as hard. But if he was fighting a guy like Tyron, uh, I think yeah. he would have got fucking punched out of the ring with his arms being down that way. Somebody in his own weight division would definitely have, have rocked him for sure. But and but he did surprise me at his yeah. angles. And, of course, his coach was telling him when he gets close, grab him. You just got to survive. That yeah. was the whole thing. You just got to survive. And even Mayweather in his corner, they, they, they said, stick the jab. He goes, I can't get inside. I just can't get inside on him with the jab. So it was, it was interesting because you're fighting somebody – you know, six inches taller and 30 weight. Uh, so I don't think he was carrying him. I think he was wanting to get him tired, just like he did with Connor. And then with the, with the hands up and let him blow his load and then go and finish him with just like accumulation. We talked about this this morning on, on the Jim and Sam show. This is, I, I can't enjoy boxing like I used to. Like again, with uh, Deontay Wilder, didn't he want to, like he wore the costume that was too heavy and it said it fucked him up against uh, Tyson Fury. And here's yeah. one reason I think boxing, first of all, they take too long to make fights happen and people just get bored and disinterested. I think that Randy Couture, James Tony fight did some type of damage to boxing. Not that people don't enjoy it, but I think it showed like, oh God, these are the fucking baddest guys. Like boxers are tough and they're skilled and they're great fighters. But when you saw how effortless it was for a 47 year old Couture to dismantle a 42 year old, like effortless. You're like, Oh wow. These guys are the toughest guys in sports, but it's not even close. It's it. And I think Eddie Alvarez said it. Well, he, he was just like, if you're looking for a fight, boxers don't stand a chance. So you can't really <laughs> like, you can't really think of boxing and MMA in the same sport whatsoever. But there's something for me personally, cause I come from a long line of boxing yeah. with my family. There's something about me aesthetically of two guys going, I've got two arms, you've got two arms, we're the same weight. Now let's see who can push each other. The idea with MMA is like, it's so well-rounded, but I, but the way MMA is done is so exciting because it's the four ounce gloves. 
and I, I, I talked to, to a friend of mine about it, how it's, it's very internet friendly in a way where it's four ounce gloves, five rounds tops, something's going to happen big really quick. So that excitement happens before, before the internet, you sat back and you knew you had about 12 rounds. It's going to be exciting, but it was a chill atmosphere. It was a, it was the old school smoke a cigar and watch these two guys go at it. And then you have like eight amazing fights in one night with UFC. And maybe you have two with boxing, which sucks, but yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. And that, but that's what it is. I, I love the fighters are, are, I think it's everything around boxing that like, there's been this look, there's been bad decisions in UFC, but there's been so many and boxing has the corruption reputation. Like there's been so many things on the outsides of boxing. Um, I just like two guys barefoot to go in there. You know, I, I boxing. Now I look at the boots. I'm like, God, oh, they're shiny. Just annoys me. <laughs> um, but again, I respect them as athletes and, and as fighters. Of course. Yeah. I just can't yeah. enjoy it. Like I used to. But the money, right? The money. Yeah, the right. money's there, and the money's there for these freak shows. Yeah. But speaking of that whole thing with the boxing and the with the with the element of, of 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 putting up your dukes, Freddie Roach was in Tony Ferguson's corner recently, and right. something stood out with me with that after the fight when they interviewed Freddie after the fight, and he said, "No, we prepared. You know, we thought that you know Bernil was gonna like make a fight of it, and then so he's in his mind." Like he prepared Tony for everything in one element of what we call a fight. Not what he calls a fight. He calls a fight what you were talking about, Alex. He's right. old school. He, you know, let's make a fight of it. What are you yeah. doing down there? Well, what I'm yeah. doing down there is fucking mauling you yeah. and possibly right. breaking a limb or putting you to sleep. Yeah. So, I mean, right. not, not like that, but but like no, that. So, totally. Freddie doesn't know that shit. Freddie's like, ah, he just wants to get you. It's a different, it's a different sport. So, by by that, by him saying that one line of... We thought he wanted to make a fight of it. You're that, he, yeah, maybe in no, it, this is this is this is the fight business we're in. We're in a this is if that's one part of the fight, you know, you thought you thought wrong, you thought he wanted to strike, he wanted to make a fight of it, he wanted to make it his fight, not your fight. No, and no that's, offense, a, that's, that's the thing, fighting in, in a boxer's mind is that yes. fighting in a universal mind, like if I see somebody on the street, what am I going to do? that's that's the fight like and i understand that so in, in a boxer's mind this is the fight but man i've learned so much obviously from watching you and watching everyone with jujitsu and the wrestling and and muay thai the cap kicks five years ago you didn't have cap yeah. kicks. oh aren't my they god great? aren't they fucking oh great? my <laughs> god like it's like i'm happy like they're here they weren't here 10 years ago <laughs> It's just so ridiculous. And who started that? Because I think Jones was the first one that I saw happen. I know it's a Muay Thai thing, but I thought in the UFC, I, who was it first? Is it a Muay Thai thing? I don't think they really use those fucking calves, kicks too much. What? Where did it come from? I don't fucking know. All I know is... Really okay, but I, was, I think Barboza, I think Jose Aldo, but they were more traditional, I guess, leg kicking. I can't think of who started calf kicking or when I first started really seeing it. I just know that it really looks unpleasant. Hey, speaking of kicking, I yeah. like the segue, Jimmy. I try to I segue. Beautiful uh, segue. Talk about kicking. Did you see Ponzinibbio versus, uh, what is it, Baeza? Baeza? Last night? Did you see Ponzinibbio? Or Saturday, right? yeah. Yeah, am I saying, what's, what's his opponent's name? I'm looking at ba Baeza, right? Yeah, that was on, uh, yeah. It, it was on, uh, yeah, Saturday. Baeza, yeah. Holy shit, that was a great fight. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Holy fuck, Ponzinibbio. He had to talk about enduring and, and weathering some shit with those kicks. And I loved before the fight, Dominic Cruz did a very good job of saying, look, how he, he was he was intrigued. Like, 
How is Ponzinibbio going to deal with the range of the kicks? How is he going to get past those kicks to get those fists on him? How is he going to fight past that kicking range to get his hands on his undefeated kid? Right. And that was the big question. And in the beginning, it didn't look like he had a great answer for it. Mm -mm. Fuck yeah. He took, listen, I like being surprised in fights, Alex. I like watching the fight going, that's right. I don't think he's getting past that fucking kicking range. And this kid's undefeated. He doesn't have any, he looks great. Ponzinibbio, he was, he had the, the, it came down to that warrior spirit, him saying, I'm going to have to endure and go through this shit just to get my fists on him. And he did. He made a decision. He wasn't going to fucking walk out without, without that victory. I fucking loved it. That takes a different mindset. That's a totally different mindset. Because didn't he also get poked? Did he get poked in the eye too? There was a fight. Uh, there was, an, an, I think, a no contest due to an eye poke. Let me just see which fight that was. It was one of the earlier fights. Patrick, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's Alan Patrick against uh, Mason Jones. That was an accident. eye poke, uh, no contest. Right, but I thought I thought Panzino got, got poked and then just kept on going. Or was it a groin shot? I, I wasn't sure what, what it was, but... His mentality of like, let's just, let's go. I'm in the rhythm. I'm, I've got this. I'm not. And this was before he started coming on. When he was coming on, in the, like you said, Matt, in the beginning of the fight, you're like, you see this undefeated kid really taking it to him. And the perfect game plan. And his, his will just powered through that. You saw this young kid who's never had a loss really gets a surprise. And, and I think his, like Ponziano, was was nailing him with some great leg kicks too towards the end, which they just ended up standing there and throwing. But his will was and his his interview at the end, you can just tell he was not oh. gonna lose this fight. Oh dude, he was dude, he was ready for another fight. He was so fired up. Yeah. And yeah, uh, what's so exciting about that, when you look at the scoring 29-28, it came down to the third round. And again, that third round, uh, Paeza was was putting it on him in the beginning. Yeah. So it's like, all right, man, fuck, Ponzinibbio was doing well. He got that second round, comes down to this third round. The second half of the third round is when he started turning the tables. Oh, fuck, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> I feel like showing you my nipples, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I can cut fucking glass. That was a great fight, Alex. I'm not getting that during the Logan Paul and fucking – that was cool. That was interesting. But that fight with Ponzinibbio yeah. – Let's get him on the show, please. People. Oh, get him on the show. He was so great. And just the past, like, when he was out for how many years? Two years? Um, oh, no, man. But he sounds like Tony Montana on that fucking mic. Yeah. He was a gangster. But he you went through I mean? a bunch of, bunch of injuries and stuff. And he was like, my prime was taken away from me. Now I've got a second chance. Three years I, I loved it. It was only two and a half years. It was uh, November of, uh, he fought Magni November 2018. And the next fight was uh, Lee Zilong in uh, uh, 2021. I was there for that one. And that oh, was yeah? a tough night for him. So to come back after that and to fight an undefeated kid. I mean, you got to listen. It's not just the victory. It's who it's versus, man. Right. To come off after a loss, after a, lay, a, a big layoff, and to fight a kid that other kid people were passing on. Because what is the upside to this? People know Ponzinibbio. Right. Nobody knows this kid. Well, I'll right. tell you right now. They know the kid now, and Ponzinibbio deserves all the credit for, uh, for for getting through that fight and getting that W. It was a tough, tough fight. Love, I'm sure they got fight of the night, right? I would, sure. I would hope so. I would. I mean, that well, was, yeah, I mean, that's a dumb, that's a no brainer. I would say that, that was insane. I believe you're correct, Matt. I believe you are. Oh correct. fuck yeah, man! They were talking about fight of the fucking year, and now Alex. Yeah, you do, this is the final season of your Van Helsing. This is the fifth and final season. Fifth and final. 
Now that's longer than a high school. Is that how do you get how long is that altogether? Is it five like years long? How is it? Is it? Yeah, I mean, with the with the prep beforehand and then promoting the season, so it's you're almost looking at like six six and a bit type thing, just because you know the way the shooting process is, and then us promoting the season once we're we're done shooting. So yeah, it's it's a good six years of getting involved in it and talking about it. it, it dude, I'm telling you, like. It's the best gift I ever ever got was to be involved in this show, and and it's the it, it's the best friends that I've made. Um, this fifth and, and and I love that Netflix and Sci Fi literally said, okay, so we're gonna give you one more season to to actually wrap up the storylines, as opposed to just canceling you after season four and just going, okay, we're not gonna renew. For them to let us give us that information, so we, the writers can get behind the show and write it. And, and, and put, a, put a button at the end of it so fans can see it from season one, season five, and have a complete story. That, to me, is, is, is just exciting in itself. But the, what I've learned, what I've, what, how, the friendships I've made, it's, it's a lifer. That's it. That's it for me, yeah. It, you, it's hard to, Alex, when you have to, and we've all had to do it, like, because you, you obviously love this project. You love that housing, and we've talked to you about it before. And it's obvious, either you can always tell when someone is promoting something that they don't like as opposed to something they do. And it's obvious right. you love this. The yeah. worst is when you have to go out and promote something you don't like. It's so, I, I can't do it. Like, it's, you know, it, and sometimes it's a good project and I stunk in it. And I'm like, I stunk and I feel bad promoting it. And I'm just not good because I don't want people to watch it and see me and hate me. So I'm always <laughs> envious of people who can promote things they hate, but it's fun to promote something you love so much too. Isn't it great to promote it and have faith in it and be happy you did it? And uh, Totally. And especially like the, the fans have been, like all over the internet. And even when I go out, it's, it's the best when I go out and somebody, I just see somebody with a little bit of a, like, wait a second. And I, my, sometimes it, I'm, my instincts are wrong where it's like, didn't, didn't that dude just cut me off in traffic? But it was, you know, you go, Hey man, how you doing? Do you think it's, they're a fan of the show? And it's like, you fucker, you cut me off. Oh, sorry, man. But when it's actually, but when it's actually, um, fans and it, it, that to me just warms my heart that they dig the show and they dig, dig the storylines but there is nothing worse than promoting something that you're not proud of or you had a bad experience with um so i'm 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 with you on that i've been very lucky that you know van helsing has been such a a blessing of not only the project but the people if you ever want to witness those bad those up uh, those promos with people that hate that shit watch jimmy's ufc unfiltered promos no, I, 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 uh, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't fucking, we did 500 shows together. 500 yes. shows. It was the 500 shows. It was 500 shows. Look how shows, exasperated. Yes. <laughs> I love You're it. so exasperated. Yeah. 500. I think I'm getting Jimmy tall. Never. No, no. I, I love it. I'll, I'll promote it right now. UFC unfiltered. Here we are. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Rogan. That's the slogan. It's better than Rogan's. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Shit, man. Hey, let me ask you, Alex, because have, yeah. have you ever done voiceover work? Yeah, I've done some voiceover work, and, and I, I did a lot of mocap, motion capture. So I, I did Fight Night. I did Fight Night, um, the game Fight Night for EA Sports uh, 4, 4 and 5. So I had to imitate Klitschko, and I, I, had, I, had to, I, I was imitating Ali, not great. I was just like, okay, I guess I will. So you're in the boxing ring oh, wow. and just kind of moving. And then when I saw, when I saw it, like, obviously they, they made it look a lot smoother than Tinker I had, it, but yeah. I, yeah, but I had, I had, you know, I had the whole form and thing down and I was just trying to, but it was super fun. And then, um, 
I did motion capture for Gears of War, um, the first three shows of Gears of War. Yeah, it's it's a blast, man. And obviously, it's the same type of mocap and and voice was for um, War for the Planet of the Apes. We I did that whole thing with the voice and and, and the mocap. So yeah, I've done it. They put like uh, it, it, is it a, like a black like a skin a skin tight like scuba suit almost with sensors or is it just sensors that they put on you? No, it's it's basically a, a whole leotard outfit with all these little sensors on you. It's not the most attractive thing in the world, and so you to for you to try to play somebody that's cool while you're in this suit is ridiculous. But it ends up turning out okay. But that's where the acting really comes in. It's like I feel like I feel. Like, do you ever see that um, uh, Bobby Lee video where he's in the green suit and and oh my god, I got to show you this. Where it's uh, I want to see it. Dragon, Dragon Killer. It's the funniest mocap video I've ever seen. No, I have to send it to you. I, I've never, and oh I love God. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee is a really funny dude. Uh, oh, I've dude, never seen that. You gotta, you gotta put in like um, uh, Bobby Lee Dragon Slayer, and you'll laugh your fucking tits <laughs> off. It's fucking hilarious. That's fucking wild, man. And and what are you thinking about the fights this weekend coming up, man? Anything like what do you think about? The- I like uh, Nate Diaz. Leon Edwards is something I'm fucking. Yes. Can't wait for And that. it's five rounds. It's five. Why is it five rounds? Is it just because? I'm guessing it was meant to be a main event or a co-main and something got switched. Or maybe it's just such a fucking good fight. I don't know why. That's a great question. Why exactly is it? I'm sure there's a reason. I just don't know it. Um, but that's a great. Because usually you want, you see these fights like some, I, when they switched from, uh, the main events from three to, to, to five, I thought that was the best thing that they could do. I agree. And, I agree. and, um, and so, yeah, it was just, it, it's interesting why that's a five rounder, but Nate Diaz at anything, man, I'll watch Nate Diaz do anything. He is such a <laughs> badass. and Leon yes. Edwards, he's no joke, man. Like people, people sleep on him that don't know his name or it's not, not really familiar with UFC. And so a lot of people are immediately going, Oh, I'm mean, Nate's going to kick this guy's ass. It's a fight, man. This is going to be such an intense fight. I think Edwards wins that fight. And it's because Leon is yeah. a quiet guy and he's like a polite British dude. So he doesn't talk a lot of shit. So he doesn't wind up getting uh, highlight real quotes kind of because he's a quiet, uh, you know, gentlemanly, demure guy. I mean, in interviews, you know, in the cage, he's a fucking animal. But I, I, yeah, I think Leon wins that fight. Matt and I talk about him all the time. Like we, he's a guy that we don't think gets the credit and it's nice to see him finally being talked about uh, a little bit more mainstream and getting a big fight. Uh, he's had bad luck after bad luck uh, with fight, Shemaev and fights being canceled and he had to drop out. So I, I just, I'll be happy when, when the bell rings in this cage, this, this fight actually starts when they're actually in the cage together. I'm taking Nate Diaz in that fight. I, People, I am. I know Leon's a huge, he's a big welterweight. But I mean, look at some of the guys that that Nate Diaz beat. Even if they're a layoff, they might not be as big, but they're definitely a skilled. He comes in after how much of a layoff, and he takes out Anthony Pettis. Yeah. Look what he look what he did to Cowboy Cerrone. And Cowboy Cerrone, I, I believe, yeah. was on a tag. I mean, you know, he, you know, uh, Michael Johnson when Michael Johnson was doing really well. It's also when he fights these guys. Look what yeah. he did to Connor when Connor was going through. I mean, he he, and and, and what I love about fucking Diaz. Is that he? That guy's. You don't think that guy can go in there and take a little bit of a less of competition because of his name and get some bucks? He's old. When he wanted to call somebody out, he called out Game Bread and Game yeah. Bread's decapitating people. Yeah, that yeah. One, that's what I love. Diaz is a dying breed, man. 
He's one of the last true fucking not give a fuck warriors who want to test themselves with the best fighters. Yeah. So I just love it. And I love Leon Edwards too. So yeah, I'm, I just, yeah, I just don't even want to think about it yet. I'm so excited. Yeah, I know. I, and honestly, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I think the, with, with, with Diaz, the only way I think he does it and he does it all the time is that he just breaks the other person's will. He eats all those shots. He gets dropped. He gets in bad positions and he keeps coming back and it breaks the other guy down. Like why, how is this guy still coming forward? And it's his will and his, and, and, and he just knows he's going to make it, make it to the end. And does the other guy, when you're, when you're lighting some guy up and you're dropping him like crazy and they're walking in the shots and he's still coming. I yes. mean, Matt, like that's demoralizing, isn't it? Yeah. Especially if you're putting on a shot where you're thinking, I'm going to get him with this one or that one. And then if you throw it, it's almost like the equivalent of a failed takedown where the guy's right back. Then you don't get a chance to get a breath because he's right back at you. You're like, ah, oh, you motherfucker. Yeah. I just, it's like, give me a second. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? I've had guys, I had sparring sessions like that. I think the know? seven years makes a big difference in this one too. And Leon Edwards, yeah. 29, he's 36. Again, that's not always what happens, but I, I just yeah. think that uh, Leon is due. Um, and, and I think that uh, that seven years will make a difference. I think Leon's going to win this fight. I mean, they're all kind of hard to call that night though. Like, uh, who the oh. fuck wants to pick Vittori or Adesanya? Who wants to call oh, pick shit. that fight? I saw some of the, the count. I saw some of their uh, interview with them and together with Mike Bisping. Yeah. I, I love everything about that. Oh, fight. The, yeah. oh my God. First of all, I love Israel is it, 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 Adesanya is it, he is exactly he's got that. What is he like that Naruto? The um, he likes the anime stuff. He he has such a presence. Yeah, that's yeah. cool, and slick. And then you got this fucking Italian barbarian who does not. He is so confident, and I'm telling you, in a crazy in a good way. I fuck. I love this Vittori, and it's, yeah. I, I think this. I think he's hysterical. When you <laughs> see that, you, Alec, you saw the interview. I did. I did. How funny was that? That was hilarious. Those guys going back and forth, and you see his confidence. His confidence is like he's just—he's like, yeah, keep on talking about how I don't do this, or keep talking. Let's see on the night of the fight. And the best is, is he says that you—you you know, we'll see, and then he, oh no, no, we will see, and he starts just <laughs> laughing like a fucking maniac. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. fucking love it. He is out it's of his mind, good. Marvin Vittori. Here's the thing, too, though. You you wonder because again you, you know Victoria is such a, a beast on the ground and and for Adesanya if he has any any point where he's probably more vulnerable it's there and then against Blahovich you saw like and that happened to Kevin Holland two fights in a row guys get him you know Brunson and Vittori when 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 guys know they take you down you're really gonna have a hard time that could be a long night for Adesanya if Vittori is able to get him on the ground but then Adesanya would say well yeah everyone says they're gonna take me down and they don't so right. He said that to him, and then and, and when it, and he goes, no, but I succeeded. I did take you down. It's fucking hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think, I think, you know, now that Alessandro is, is like in, in his in his division and not going up to fight Jan, I, that that weight was a huge difference. Yeah, but but it feels like like Vitarlo, he, he his weight is just as heavy. He's he's so thick. And he's got a good. He's got a great gas tank. He's got a great chin. Yeah, yeah. He has to endure. I mean, look, look at the guys he's been fighting too. He's. I mean, look what he just oh, did yeah. with uh, Jack Romance. Jack Romance is no fucking That's joke. Right. right. I mean, you know what I mean? And he just he handled them everywhere. He's very well rounded. Yeah. So, it's gonna be. That's such an exciting fight, man. That's oh, so crazy. 
And I'm happy for I'm happy for Vittori too. You know, I mean, he's uh, he just I think it was the Roberson fight, right, Matt, where, where he really he had that explosion in the lobby, screaming at him uh, for not making weight, and then uh, and all of a sudden people started talking more about Marvin Vittori, like that weird little moment in a lobby. Vittori, people start talking about him more. He's not he's not interested in. He's himself. He's almost got that Bisping about him. You know, Mike Bisping. Right, you, right. You love him, hate him. You hate him, you love him. But he's Michael Bisping. Yeah. Vittori is himself. Yeah. And he's fucking hysterical. And he is a fighter. And he truly believes he's going to be champion. Yeah. So when they're both saying, listen, you know, he goes, no, 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 you know. He goes, I, it's so fucking great. You got yeah. two guys who truly believe it's going to be their night. Yeah. So I can't wait, man. I, it's gonna it, that whole uh, that whole card is stacked. It's gonna be such such a killer card. Yeah, it really is. I mean, uh, I, I mean, and, and, and Figueroa against uh, Moreno, uh, the rematch of, of that fight, oh, an incredible fucking uh, incredible uh, co-main event. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. For the third fight down to be Diaz Edwards, that's the that's third crazy. fight. Yeah, before the co-main. All right, Alex. We have to. We have our, our. Our. We have our. Lauren Murphy's in the waiting room. So let's promote properly. We love having you on. Uh, Van uh, Helsing's fifth and final season. It's on Sci-Fi. One through four are on Netflix. And um, Alex uh, Ponovich, we'll see you again soon. You know, we love talking to you. Thanks for having me on, boys. I love the fuck out of you. Anytime, man. We'll see you soon. Are you going to be in New York anytime soon? I'm hoping to be there like late, late summer, early, uh, early fall. And I'm coming over. I'm coming over. We'll be back in studio. By then. Yeah, please get in touch with me. We're going to get together. I love it, man. Love you guys. Thanks. Thank right, you, see man. you, buddy. Take, Take care, care, buddy. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There she is. Hello. Hello. What's up, Lauren Murphy? How are you? Good to see you again. I feel like it's been a very long time. Yeah, it's been, gosh, it's been, I think it's been over a year. A year and a half. Uh, we, we were just saying that before you came in. It's been, it was February of 20, which just seems like a different reality, doesn't it? The way things are now and the way things were then. It just, didn't you think at one point it was never going to get better? Like, this is never going to end. It's never going to change. Yeah, I was really wondering, you know, it's a bit, like and even out here in Texas where they're pretty lax with like the mask laws and they've been one of the first states to open back up and everything. I was like, oh, my God, when are they going to open everything back up? Because so many businesses have been suffering, you know, small businesses and gyms. It's been hard to watch, really. Do you have a gym, you and your husband? I know he's a black belt as well. Or do you don't have a gym? He's the head instructor at a Henzo Gracie out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 
same family. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, so he's the head instructor there. That's what he, that's his job. At, at one of the schools. I think there's like five, like four or five Henzos out here in Houston. And so uh, he's the head instructor of a super pre- beautiful school, like 10 minutes from our house. It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. That's, so great. that's nice. And does your son, how old is your son? I, I remember watching the, uh, your last fight uh, and they were saying he was 19. So your son's about what, 20, 21? He'll be 20 this month. Be 20 this month. Now, does he, <laughs> Yeah. because you wonder what is it like to have a grown son kind of like watching his mom fight? That's such a unique situation. Uh, does he love it? Does he panic and worry about you? Does he train? You know, when he was younger, it was harder for him. Um, when he was younger, he really worried about me getting hurt. He's a very, um, he's a real introverted kid. He's very like, he's just a really peaceful kid. He's pretty quiet. In a lot of ways, he's like my, my opposite, you know? And so I think it really freaked him out a little bit when I would fight and he would worry a lot. And, and for a while, when he was really young, I didn't let him watch me fight. Cause I was like, man, if something bad happens to me, then right. I no. You know, can you imagine being a little boy and watching somebody hurt your mom? So that was like off the table. But now he's older and he's like, it's like a little bit different because um, like I'm at a much higher level. I'm a lot more professional now. Like uh, I'm in a video game. So that's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> and so so now it is different. Now he's like, I'm going to get my friends together. We're going to watch you kick this girl's ass. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Oh, he watches with it. He'll, he'll actually watch with people. Yes, sometimes. And then because a lot of his friends know now, like Max's mom is in the UFC, they want to do like watch parties and get people together and stuff. And so Max is like, okay. And he goes, you know, he kind of goes along with it, but that's so cool. And he's really grown into it. He has. Yeah. And you're ranked uh, and you're third in the division. I mean, obviously you're on a good run four straight wins. Um, What do you look now? I know you're not, you can't look past whoever you're fighting. So I always put that little uh, check first before I ask this, but if you do win this fight, um, what, what do you look for next? If you, if, if this goes your way? Yeah, it just all really depends, you know, because it's like anything. Uh, one thing I know about this sport to always be true is that anything can, can, can I swear on oh, yeah, the show? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's like fucking anything can happen, you know, anything. I'm glad we can swear. Cause it really fucks with my flow. If yeah. I can't use the F word very course. much. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly why I'm not behind a desk. Yes. <laughs> I know. Um, but it's like, even if I win this fight, like, and the champion gets hurt and has an injury, then, it, then it, like, it would mess with, you know, everything in the division. If that gets put on hold, if I win this fight and I get injured, then that could put things on hold. So it's like, I really, really just, especially now that we're in fight week, I just try to take it minute by minute and day by day because, um, the sport's just too crazy. You can never predict what's going to happen, you know, months and months from now. There's no no telling. Especially with COVID because th- there's so many people that somebody in their in their inner circle test positive and the fight will get called. Yes. So there's not even even training injuries now. It's it's stuff that's beyond the fighter's control with someone close to him. Yeah, exactly. So it's like we can't even count on this fight happening until you're actually in the ring, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> and how has Houston been? I mean, you guys are again. Texas has been kind of moving uh, faster than a lot of places. Um, is life fairly normal now uh, where you are? Yeah, like uh, I went to the gym uh, the other day to an LA Fitness to go swimming, and nobody was wearing a mask in there. That was pretty cool to see. Everybody's working out without a mask on. Um, you know, like if you go somewhere like the grocery store or a doctor's office, they'll, they'll have you wear a mask usually, or a lot of places say like mask suggested sure. or something like that, but, or masks optional or something like that. But, um, a lot of places don't require them now. 
Um, most people I know have had COVID, including myself. So it's like, it's, it's not that I'm just walking around with no worries, but it's, it's like most people I know have been vaccinated. Like, I, I think we're really getting past, you know, we're getting into sure. the shallows. So. Yeah. How bad was it when you had it? Did you have a really rough dose or were you, was it just, you knew you had it, but you were okay. Uh, I never would have even known I had it, except that a friend of mine called me, one of my training partners called and said that he had had it. And I was like, oh, I felt kind of tired today. Maybe I should go get tested. And I did. And they said, you're positive. And so uh, I posted up in our guest room for like four days. I had like, you know, some video games and some candy and chilled out for about four days. And I felt tired. I think I slept a lot, like had a longer nap a couple days in a row. But other than that, I never would have even known that I had it. Oh, that's good. Tell yeah. you, Lauren, my, my wife had it and kids had it, went through my house. I didn't get it. So weird. Yeah, very. Joe, Joe never got it either. And I mean, we're sharing the same kitchen. We're sharing the same bathroom. Like, and he's, I don't think, he, actually, he's one of the only people I know that hasn't had COVID yet, or at least hasn't tested positive for it. Let me, let me test some theories. Is he a reefer smoker? He's not. Oh, well, I am. There goes my yes, theory. I'm trying to <laughs> justify his drugs. No, no, no. My wife and kids aren't, and I am. So I'm like, maybe there's something to that. But yeah. anyway, you know. <laughs> I think it's my, I'm no doctor. It's not Dr. Matthew over here. Every pothead I know has that theory, actually. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Rogan get it? I thought Joe said he had. Am I crazy to think he had it? I don't think he got it. Oh, maybe so, he did. You know what? That might strengthen your theory. Yeah, take that to your, your fucking meeting. But listen, <laughs> I listen, this is you are, first of all, stacked card. Yeah. And for that stack card, you have a great dance partner with Jojo Calderwood. She's now when you see who you are fighting, you get the name, you get brought up to you. Are there there's certain names when you're like, all right, this one I have to chase down this one. Or do you see a style and say, oh, maybe fight of the night. <laughs> is that what, Well, you don't have to say. I'm sure you don't sound like that. That's <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> no, she's a great opponent because she's aggressive. She wants to come forward. She'll fight everywhere, too. She's actually pretty well-rounded. You know, I know she's known as a striker, but I think her ground game is real underrated. Um, I know it's going to be an exciting fight. I enjoy fighting strikers. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a really great fight. So I'm I, I think a lot of it might take place in the clinch, which I'm really excited about. I know she loves her clinch, but. I don't know. I don't know anybody that can really hang with me in the clinch. So we'll see. You're extremely well-rounded, Lauren. That's the one thing I notice about you and all the areas. And if it's you're from the, from the strike and the takedowns and especially, you know, me being a jujitsu man, loving the jujitsu, yeah. loving the improving the position, not just sitting in a guard, looking to improve the half guard, the pass, the mount. That's the right way. That's, I can't stand when somebody gets the takedown and they just, they're doing a little pity pat. It's like, dude, what are you, you fought to get it there improve yeah. position so obviously working that way in, in your in your in your academy i have eight tkos on my record from ground and pound now i'm talking about yeah so that's really where i love to finish a fight i mean i i hit really hard i think my submission game is good but you know in mma it's hard like submissions are difficult to catch in mma people are sweaty they're explosive fighters just have a different game where they can just kind of back out and get away you know so it's not like you're having a jujitsu match with somebody. So uh, I, I love that I have eight TKOs on my record and I'm going to be looking for my ninth in this fight. Can, let me ask you, and, and uh, this is for your, your husband too. Are you messing around a lot with the, 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 the leg locks? Are you, are you playing around with the new, 
I don't want to say new because everything is is I'm not going to say recycled, but you know, John Danner really did take it to the next level. You guys messing around with some of the uh, with some of the uh, Ashigarami game or no? Yeah, a little bit. Like I don't hate it. Uh, it's definitely not my specialty. Um, it's not something I would feel comfortable teaching in a class, but. Um, I, I did a submission hunter match not too long ago. I won the submission hunter belt against uh, a girl that's a pretty well-known leg locker. So I'm pretty familiar with bare minimum, how to defend. <laughs> and then I've started playing a little bit more with being offensive from there, but that's, that's the kind of stuff that I can kind of mess with on my free time and that I enjoy expanding, you know, my ground game a little bit, but it's not something that I'm going to, it's not going to be my go-to in a fight. Like maybe if I catch a straight ankle lock, like in the last 10 seconds, that'd be sweet, but it's not something I'm looking for or planning on. No, no, listen, you're very strong positionally. So, I mean, I wouldn't expect you. And I get, I, I, I really dislike when somebody at the last second lays down with a leg, if they're not, if you're not used to getting it, it's one thing if you're laying down with the leg and you're getting that nine, eight at a times out of 10 in training. Then yeah. I say, by all means, take that fucking thing. But if you go for a half-assed leg lock and you get a, it's one thing you don't suffer anything besides in a tournament, maybe losing some points. But you could you could lose the fight, lose some skin, get your nose on the other side of your face if you do attempt that and not and you're not a master at it. You know yeah. what I mean? So mm-hmm. I am totally there with you with yeah. that. You know, but uh, but I do like some of the, the, the you know the evolution with that leg lock game as a guy that used to attack the legs. Cause it is funny. I'm telling you, Lauren, only cause, and believe me, I'm a Kimura guy. I like the, I, I like my game similar to yours. I'm in the guard. I'm not laying back. I'm passing. I'm getting side control. I'm looking at the mount, looking to submit, but I've been f- effing around. I try to clean my language a little bit. <laughs> gets upset when I, when I curse too much in front of the, our guests, I'm just fucking around. You know, I know. <laughs> I, but now certain positions I got to back in the day in the fights where I'm working on now with, with like, for instance, let's say you reap the leg for an, for a heel hook. We, I would never take the leg out in the roll and put it to the outside to finish it. Does that make sense? Like the outside Ashi. I never fucked with that. So if I, I jumped the guard with Eve Edwards, I, I got him at a heel look in the first two seconds I had him, I got on top with it. But I might've been able to finish that nowadays. Now I'm just thinking out loud. But anyway, Lauren, now really quick for the people at home that, that don't know you so well, or maybe it's a, for me and Jimmy, I always like to find a new series to get into or anything. You and your husband, what are you streaming right now? What are you watching? Oh, shit. Uh, um, uh, one of one that I really want to see is called, um, I think it's called Sasquatch on Hulu. That's one that I'm really dying to see. But we were bl- just talking to him. No, I'm only kidding. We had <laughs> Alex. Oh, no, I'm only kidding. We had this big actor on. The guy's six foot eight, uh, six foot ten. But go ahead. Wait, Sasquatch? Yeah, it's about a. It's not about the actual Sasquatch. It's about a guy who goes undercover, or maybe not undercover, but he goes in to investigate some of the weed farms in uh, California and like really get into that culture. and And um, it's a big documentary about it. The guy that does it is from Alaska, so I really want to see it. So that's that's one that I'm dying to see right now. But we liked Ozark. We loved Game of Thrones. Yeah, yes. all the all that stuff. But to be honest with you, Matt, like we watch fights. And we don't really watch that much TV at all. My husband likes movies, but I have the attention span of like a gnat. So, like, <laughs> so yeah. You're a movie person? The last movie you and your husband watched. Anything good? Oh, uh, it was called, 
Baby, what was the movie that we watched? Get him in here. <laughs> okay, let me go grab him real quick. What's his first name again? I, I'm sorry, Joe? Joe. Hey, I babe, what was the last movie we watched? Get in here, Joe. <laughs> What's up, hey, man? Joe? What's up? Hey, man. What's up, Jedi? How are you? He's asking what we like to watch on TV. I told him I don't have the attention span. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We watched movies a bunch of family. It's usually just to put her to sleep. <laughs> What's the last movie you guys watched? Uh, we just watched two for one. No, what was that? Two movie? for the money. What two for that? the two for the money. What is that? It's got Matthew McConaughey. It's a throwback from uh, like and and uh, Robert, not Robert no, De Niro, um, uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino in it, yeah, and Matthew McConaughey. It's like a gambling movie about uh, sports betting. Pretty good, pretty good watch. It always okay. I I like hearing terrible movie stories too. When you invest the whole night and it's like that was just shit. Why do we waste our okay, night? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I just watched a movie. Joe just was out of town, so I did watch a movie and I texted him the whole movie. It's the only way I could pay attention to it. It was called 10 by 10. It's terrible. Yeah, I never heard of it. it. It's a horror movie. Oh my God. This guy kidnaps this woman and keeps her in a cell. It's 10 by 10. She, she, she fights him. There's some oh, good fights in there, but yeah, 10 by oh, 10. 10 by, so you recommend it or you don't no. recommend it? Don't waste your time. Yeah. I'm giving it one star. Wow. <laughs> No, you should recommend it. I always recommend awful films, hoping that somebody else wastes their night, too. So you should. Get- <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Jimmy believes that misery loves company. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> words he lives by. Oh, look, now we're getting everybody in on this. Well, that's so. Oh, look at oh, that. Right, What's your dog's dog? name? Yeah, this is. Let's see. Where'd you guys go? This is my dog, Marge. Oh, that, that looks like a, that, that looks like Petey from Little Rascals, right? Pitbull? Yeah, she's a Dogo Argentino, but she's our house hippo. How big? How much she weigh? She weighs 105 pounds. Wow, that's a big dog. And is it all muscle? Is it like a pit? All like all just very solid? What kind of dog? I never heard of it. Uh, uh, I guess they're called Argentine Dogos or mm. Dogo Argentinos. We'd never heard of it either. But then uh, one day I went to go to the gym and I got in my car and she literally tried to get in the car with me. I'd never seen her before. She was just hanging out in our neighborhood. And she was real friendly. She looks like a murderer, but she's actually got the personality of a baby. So <laughs> she's a really good dog. So she just came, stayed with us, and she's never left. 105 pounds. Wow. That's it. And those, yeah. I love those big, solid. That's, that's a comfortable yeah. dog. That looks, yeah. yeah. She's a good girl. And then this is my Doberman. Oh, how do they get along when you brought home the other dog? The Doberman was pretty jealous. She's like, she gets pretty jealous. So it took them a while to get acclimated, but then. This one is so much bigger that she just does whatever she wants and nobody says shit to her. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you didn't do the Doberman's ears, too. It's funny. You don't see many Dobermans with just their ear. Is that painful for them when they when they reconstruct the ears and point them up? How do they do that? They say it's not. But I'm just not a big fan of chopping shit off of things. There's no need to be clipping and chopping and all that you know what i mean if you want to do it to yourself that's one thing but to do it to another like living being i'm just not bored with that can i see your dog's ears for a second let me see let me see oh look at that yeah they look so much friendlier with the ears like like, yeah they do yeah that looks so much like a more play that doesn't look like a typical uh doberman from the omen the ears being pointed plus for fighting they probably have the ears up because they're less like the omen I thought the Omen was the fucking Rottweilers. Were they Rottweilers or were they Dobermans? You might be right, Matt. I'm, th- I'm thinking they're Dobermans. I might be wrong, though. I got the head of a Rottweiler. That's why I remember that's not that true. Lauren. God damn it, you might be thank right. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Lauren. Yeah, it's good talking to you. Let's do your husband's school. Let's do something. Yeah, come on out. Are you coming to Houston? You know, unless, unless we're doing another looking for a fight. I was just out there. 
you know. I yeah, have all, yeah. I have all good memories in Houston. Go, go ahead. Houston's the shit, man. This place is awesome. I have all, I, I, listen, Lauren, I got all good memories in Houston. Yeah, <laughs> Houston, I, Matt has actually uh, gone down there and done looking for a fight. Uh, it's a yeah. really good city for him. Um, yeah. Just recently, oh. right? At the at the yes. um, Fury fights? I was there. Yeah, I was yes. at those fights. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. See you guys there. Uh, yeah, that was great, man. That was a good time. What, Jimmy? What, what were you gonna say else about Houston? Oh, Matt went to uh, an Astros game. Went to a Houston Astros game. It's a big thing out here. People love sports out here. Yeah. I'm, they're military friendly. They're athlete friendly. Yes. The food is good. The people are polite. There's no income tax. The weather is gorgeous. Wait, like, is there no I'm income gonna... tax in Texas? Yeah. Yeah, God, Florida either. I think right. Like there's no. Yeah, Jesus. It's what? like it's like in the it's like in Texas's constitution. They're not doing it. <laughs> wow, makes so. makes Texas now. You know why Joe went to Austin? I mean, it's cr it's crazy. And we talked. To, it, it's probably cheaper for him and Spotify to fly people in than pay income tax on that money. Like, why would you want to give <laughs> government half your money? Right. I'm. I mean, I'm telling you, we love it out here. I'm living my best life. We bought a really beautiful house. We uh, we did a bunch of construction on it, so we we gutted the whole, almost the whole inside. Um, after this fight, we're gonna deck out our backyard. So yeah, we're really having a lot of fun out here, man. We've been out here uh, like a year and a half now, and just uh, things could not. Yeah, things could not be getting any better, really. From where? Where did you? Sorry, where did you get it? From where? Well, I lived in Phoenix for five years before I came here. Before that, um, I kind of traveled back and forth between Florida and Texas. And before Florida, I was in Alaska for 30 years. Alaska? Alaska. Were you military or no? My husband is. I'm not. Oh, okay. I would not. I could not make it in the military. <laughs> well, I'm sure you could. I mean, you're athletic. You're disciplined. I mean, uh, you know, there might be other things you don't like about it, but I'm sure you could do it. No, the, I mean, really watching how my husband works and how good he is at his job and how much of like just literally his like service to uh, not just our country, but to his unit and to um, his coworkers. It's pretty incredible to watch. I, I honestly don't know if I have that in me. You know what I mean? I, I think one of the things that makes me a good fighter is that I'm like I'm able to discern what I need to do for myself. And and that's not what the military is about. You know what I mean? So what branch of the yeah. service? He's in the Air Force. Oh, okay. he was active duty for 11 years, but uh, he's in the reserves now. They get the best food. The Air Force. I went over and did shows in 2000 and in 2003, early 2004 in Iraq. And we went over there. We were kind of hosted by the Air Force and they had oh, the best food by far because the pilots, everybody takes care of the pilots. They're the most valuable yeah. guy. You know what I mean? The, is, is the control of the air. So, yeah, that was a smart branch. Now, does he fly at all or no? He doesn't. He works on the jets. He's uh, what he's called a maintainer. So he works on the jets. Oh, OK. Very interesting. So does he work on those? There's been so much talk about like UFOs and all that stuff. Does he just work on the engines or does he have anything to do with the cameras or is that classified and he can't say? He works on like the he does basically body work. So and he does it on the, the stealth aircraft. Oh, OK. Wow. Yeah. Right. So he's got a, definitely a high level of classification. Jimmy. Yes. Why are you asking Lauren about fucking UFOs? Because. <laughs> All right, lay it on me, brother. <laughs> there's no, no, there's been a whole bunch of con controversy about these. Uh, these were, I think, naval pilots that shot this footage. And then there's there's things over the uh, over over the cameras and, and what the cameras could do. So I was just wondering if her husband, if he repairs jets, worked on those cameras and if he had any uh, 
insight into it. I don't know, baby. Do you ever work on the cameras that are on the jets? Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he just can't tell us. Yeah, that's quite classified. Too. I can't ask him. So tell me the inner workings of the forward-looking infrared. You know, yeah. <laughs> Area 51. All right, let's listen. <laughs> Lauren, good luck against Joanne Calderwood uh, this Saturday at 263. It's an incredible card. And uh, we'll talk to you again. You're always fun. Thank you guys so much for having me. I loved it. I got two things to talk about sure. right now, right at this very second. One, would it have killed you to tell the tell my Oh, your amazing line? win over GSP in, in Houston? I did say that, didn't I? No, she's not going to hear this. Didn't I say that? I brought up how much I like Texas. I thought I mentioned it. I apologize. And two, <laughs> yes, this might, I don't want to hurt your feelings. It's okay. I want I, I want to ask you about your facial hair. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Now, are, are you saying you don't like my handlebar mustache? Um, this is what I'm going to say. Sure. And if I was not a true friend, I would say, hey, Jimmy, that looks really good. Yeah. But I am a good friend. The next time I talk to you, I want that shaven. Understandable. And I will say this for the record. It looks awful. It feels awful. Jimmy. Yes. Did you paste some? Is this real? This hair right here? Oh, it's all real. Jimmy, I want to rip that fucking hair. I don't blame you. No one would argue if you did. Hide the mic. You got to use the microphone to hide this part of your fucking face. No, and also, you didn't notice my hair color. It's like a light brown. I tried, I dyed it. Oh, you know what's funny, Jimmy? I got my camera cutting off the top of your head, so I don't see that. But uh, let me tell you again about your fucking facial hair. Yeah, I understand. See how mine people go, yo, Matt, that works for you. Yeah, it's it's a five o'clock shadow. This is a handlebar mustache. I understand. This ain't a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Is that what you call it? Yeah, this? yeah, shadow. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, yeah. Well, I keep this. Yeah. I keep this. Yeah. I keep it. I, I buzz it. Yeah. So it stays. Sure, sure. It looks kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, why are you doing it? You know, it's not for me. I, I'll say this. Chip hates it too. Doug Bell. Um, the Doug Bell. The, yeah, the Doug Bell cast comic that did, had a, an episode of self-harm yes and now he does his own podcast where he talks 15 minutes but doug likes a little facial hair and sometimes he forgets to shave and sometimes he has food on his mouth but yeah this is getting understandable let's move not on me, understandable. understandable yeah doug jimmy yes, sir now that we approached that addressed that we talked about some fights uh this is what i want to i want to talk to you about sure well first of all the last week i uh really quick I did. Uh, I went to go myself and Raging Ally Quinta and Hulk went on a road trip to New Jersey to, to meet up my friend at Black Belt, Aaron Friedman, who does something with Endeavor One with helping police officers get um, training to get training um, to just get proper martial arts training. So we did uh, a nice little self-defense thing for some officers out there with uh, Endeavor One and my buddy Aaron and um some of my, uh, some of my, some of my crew, my black belts, and we had a great time out there, you know. And uh, after that, the road trip continued to Brooklyn to meet up with the Sever Longo crew, Ray Longo and team. A lot of faces you'd know, Jim. Uh, and we celebrated Marab. Marab got a bunch like. 20 to 30 people there. Nice. There was people dancing in the Georgian dance outfits and the it's very violent dance. That dance is scarier than Capoeira. That's not the gentle water dancing. Those guys could actually fuck somebody up with that dancing. And we ate delicious food. We hung out. We celebrated with Marab. 
and uh, we had a great night. That's Jimmy. great, buddy. Good. This morning, do you know what I, I'm just going to tell you what I did. I did. This is why I asked Alex about it. I did a, my first ever voiceover thingy, Jimmy. I went to a place in Long Island. Ah. I had a commercial for something that we'll see soon. I did some voiceover work for maybe a, a protein thing. We'll talk about okay. it. Maybe something with the UFC. It's something with the UFC. But it was cool. Jimmy. Yes. I've got to get into this voiceover stuff. It's fun. This was the fucking... It was, listen, the easiest money I ever made since my trick fight, Jimmy. Yeah. It was fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Jimmy, it was easy money in and out of there. Yeah. Now I go, wait a second. Do you want me to do this again? You want me to read again? They go, no, no, we got it. Yeah, good for you. Cha-ching. I'm doing this shit. I'll get something built in my house. You can, Listen, video games, me being some kind of mob enforcer somewhere. I'll do that shit. Yeah. Anybody here see Jimmy Lupo? That's the Steven Seagal thing from when he went and was he was when he was an Italian guy in Brooklyn. Ah, that wasn't him. That was the guy who played fucking uh, Al Al Capone in another movie. But listen, this is the thing, Jimmy. The future's very bright. All right, what else? What else do we got, my friend? That's it, buddy. I mean, uh, we'll talk again and do our picks uh, next on on Wednesday. All right. You realize I didn't sing the whole episode. I mean, are we really going to just let this go? Well, I mean, I think that, again, we should. A you, afterwards, you were going to text me something. And I was looking forward Jimmy. to getting that. Jimmy. Yeah. Also, this guy, Michael Woody. Michael Woody gave me some compliments on my Instagram. And he told me to check out the show Banshee on Cinemax. And it's on the HBO Max. Did you ever see that? I did not. Burn. Banshee? Yeah. I'm going to check that out because he knows that I like Warrior. Okay? So that's it. And also, I promised this fucking kid who who met us. What was fucking <laughs> Kyle! Kyle met myself and Dean Thomas when we were away in Texas. You know, where I won the title ages ago. Yes. And Kyle wanted me to give him a shout out. So Kyle, there you go, kid. There you go. Other than that, I'm on Cameo. Yep. Catch me on UFC Unfiltered. Please, everybody, could you, anybody that's listening to this, listening to this, uh, you know, leave a five-star rating and a fucking uh, favorable fucking comment. Would it kill you, please? Would it kill you? Would it kill you? All right, Jimmy, go ahead. Plug some shit. We'll end this. Nothing to plug. Just go to Chip Chipperson's YouTube page if you want to see the new Doug Bell cast or if you want to see Chip's new podcast. They're both up. And check me out on Jim and Sam in the morning. That's all. Love you so much, buddy. Love I'll talk you, to you in a couple of days. See you in a couple of days. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. This weekend's UFC 263 is sure to be a cannot-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. But this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Fantasy MMA is easy to play. You pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and you pile up points for advantage. 
advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code UNFILTERED for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code UNFILTERED to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.